Amen. Let's just do that right now. Let's glorify Him. Our dear Heavenly Father, we have come to glorify the King. Not just for the now, but forever. To lift up the holy name and the lovely name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are altogether lovely, Lord. We love you this morning for what you've done. In the lives of your children, Lord, as we look around the room and we see the redeemed. Lord, one great day will be when the redeemed are gathering in, washed like snow and free from all sin. We'll sing and dance about, Lord, around the glorious throne of God, praising your holy name. And we thank you for the atmosphere that's here this morning. We just pray, Lord, that you'll come and speak individually to our hearts. We understand, Lord, the hour we're living in and the time and the season we're in. Father, I just pray that you'll anoint speaker and hearer. The word of God be magnified, man be pushed aside. Father, we love you and ask it all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For your glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You may have your seats for a moment. That's the choir makes their way well brother ben you're a real dad so those pictures of those beautiful twins it's a gift from god and uh you know in this age that uh, people don't want children it's a fact and um to me they're they're gifts of god they make a family. They make something that's real. And, and uh, I'm sure you'll be a real dad to them. Boys. I had a great time with boys. So I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time. We're going to be having special meetings coming up this following week. And it will be Brother Aaron McGeary will be speaking to us Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. We're doing it like, like a camp, like we do at camp. Uh, there will be no Wednesday service, so you put that down. Oh, everybody's always got a question, is there this and that? Well, now you, you heard it from the pulpit. There's no Wednesday, but there's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On the Saturday, there's an activity for uh, the young people, and it ends up with a, at a picnic place, I believe, that they've got chosen out. It's up on the bulletin board for you to see. and Everybody's invited. And uh, on Sunday, um, if you can remember who were... Counselors, if you're counselors, we'd like you to sit with your cabins. I, I, I know some of us are old and we forget real quickly, but we can get you a list. And uh, we'd like you to sit right up front, sit with your cabins, and the parents will be right behind them. Is that okay? And I think we're going to have a, a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. Well, it's Mother's Day. And, uh, of course, the world makes something very special of it. And um, it's the only time I think they buy their mother's flowers. And Brother Brown makes uh, alludes to that fact. He says it's the only time they either hear from them, see them, or, you know, they get some flowers or chocolates. But Mother's Day is a special day. And indeed, it, without mothers, not one of us would be here. Well, that's a fact. And we won't get into the biology of that. But Brother Branham, he holds the mother high. And, uh, and of course, you've heard it often. The mother is the fifth gospel. And um, we've got a lot of new mothers since we've had a lot of weddings over the last year or two. Uh, we have a lot of new mothers. And whether they understand the gifts that God gives them or not, 
Um, we just pray that God will give you wisdom to raise them, to nurture them around the gospel. Sing gospel songs to them, read gospel stories and Bible stories, and center your home around Christ. And train a child in the way that she'll go, and it shall not depart. And you say, well, Brother Tom, we've seen them depart, but I've also seen them come back. So if you've got the negative, I'll take the positive. Thank you very much. And uh, scripture is scripture. If you want to believe it, I'll take it. Bible's Bible. And if you want to stand on the Bible, that's where I want to stand. Brother Branham said, God grant this morning that mothers who have wandered away from God, that they will come to you this morning and recognize that the word mother means one who has been got, been been gotten by God. We realize how much of a jewel they are. And how I know this statement. I had uh, boys come in from, you know, at whatever activity it was and they come busting through the door and they come running in and they go, "Mom!" And I'm standing right there. It's not, "Hi dad, how you doing?" you know. <laughs> Mom, I, what, I, what am I, Swiss cheese? Come on. I, 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 I don't get it, but then I, I understand what Brother Branham says. He says, see, a child listens to its mother. Some little touch from mother, a child will listen to. When it's hurt, it'll go to mother for consolation before it goes to the father. Now I understand. Because she was first with it, you know, And there's some gift that God gives a mother to be like that. I mean a real mother. I believe that mothers are honorable and godly. So God bless you mothers on Mother's Day. Amen. So I think that's it for the announcements. Um, If you don't mind standing, we'll turn to the Word of God. Since it's Mother's Day, and, I, and I, I'm assuming that some of the mothers are going out for meals, I won't keep you long. And, and I, sometimes we see them depart because they've got a, an appointment at a certain time. But um, we just want to lay, uh, we've been speaking on uh, trained, trained, trained for battle, trained for battle. And this morning I want to preach on trained and battle ready. Yeah. Trained and battle ready. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing fact, as we found out last week, that it was only a few weeks. And uh, they, they take a young man and they put him in the army for boot camp and boom, they put him on the battlefront in just a few short weeks. I think the RCMP trained their men in six months. They carry guns and, and have responsibilities for the law of the land. And uh, we've, we're, we're more trained than that. We're more trained than that to handle any situation that comes our way. And we have to stop being children. We have, we say we are the bride. And a bride is a mature person. And then if you say, well, brother Tom, I'm the bride of Jesus Christ. Well, then you're putting your place, you're putting yourself in a place of position of maturity. And I believe that that's where the church has to stand in. And sometimes, you know, around the dinner table, we have told our own children,
to grow up. Because they whine and complain about so silly little things. And you know, we can just do that here amongst the church. Whine and complain when we're actually getting ready for a body change. And so it, it changes life, it changes your perspective, changes your understanding when you know then that I'm to be bride ready. And she made herself ready. She made herself ready in what? The Word. The Word makes the bride ready. So please turn with me. as I'm going to just take a little springboard off from last week. But I want you to uh, turn to James chapter 1. Verse 18. Ready there? Hebrews, James, James chapter 1, verse 18. And, 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 uh, most of the, the, I, I trust the continuity of the, of the thought comes across that Brother Branham makes that statement. I've been preaching it here, pre- preached in Switzerland, that when the bride realized her position. And so now we start to understand what, or we're understanding what our position is in the scripture. James 1.18. Bible reads of his own will, Begat he us with the word of truth. That is powerful scripture. And James is writing to the bride. This is a love letter to the bride. So now let's take a look at it. Of his own will. Begat he us with the word of what? Truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits. Of the creature. Second Thessalonians 2 and 13. I, I, I do, I don't mind people writing down scriptures as I've had brothers come to me recently and said, you preached that back about five years ago on that scripture. Well, uh, that's a good, that's a good correlation, but I sure didn't preach the same message I preached five years ago. Scripture, scripture. I, when I go on holidays, I also go to the same spot. So there's good things at that same spot. So don't mind us repeating ourselves on the scripture. So 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning. What has he done? God hath from the beginning. Chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Why the truth? You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Verse 14. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, once again, we have read your word.
and your word is true, if amen to them that believe. So, Lord, help our believing this morning to believe all that the scriptures say even of us. And, Lord, we pray, God, that you will speak to us so individually that we will not be the same person as we came in these doors. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. I appreciate the announcements of the of the deacons. And the deacons are the policemen of the church. So that's what the prophet taught us. People say, well, I don't want to listen to a deacon. Well, then you're not in the message. So I'll get it right down, right down to where we live. So you listen and everything will be fine. Battle ready for the greatest battle for your life. Battle ready. There's a cost that comes with every war. There's a cost. And we went over some facts and figures last week, but we didn't go over these facts and figures. We went into the costly war of how it at cost for personal welfare of the millions, told millions, that are destroyed by war. And we went in some of those statistics, and it's a sobering thing. But it's no more less sobering to know that if you hybrid the truth, you're dead. And that is Satan's chore, or that's his job. If he can make you believe an untruth, he'll canker your soul and take your soul to hell. And so we say, well, 20 million lost their lives. Brother Branham said billions have lost their lives because they believed false doctrine. So that's why it's important to know that you've been chosen from the beginning in truth. Do you get that? You've been chosen from the beginning in truth. Truth is very important. A cost of a war financially is is mind-boggling and mind-blowing. The materials that are needed. $338 billion that the United States of America spent on World War One. What could that have done for humanity or mankind? But Satan isn't interested in that. He's only interested in destruction. And Brother Brad makes a statement, Satan feeds on the flesh of his own children. So you think that you're in a picnic? You're not in a picnic. You're in the greatest battle for life. Cost of World War II, it exceeds that. Goes from 338 billion, the cost of World War II in America alone, in today's dollars is 4.1 trillion dollars spent. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of costs. 
The U.S. deployed in World War I 4.7 million men. World War II deployed 12.2 million men. How many were lost? How many were shot? How many were killed? But how many were protected by the divine hand of God so that the gene pool of your grandparents and your parents could be alive so that you could hear the gospel and become a son of God. To me, that's a greater thing. That's a greater thing. That God can watch over at a multiples of millions from the Ukraine to Russia, Europe, America, Canada, and to think that he's watched it over it all so that that gene line could come through. Now, Brother Bram said this. He says, the enemy, the enemy tries to take your land. And sometimes we willingly give it up because we don't want to fight. I remember I was going back. I probably mentioned it years ago. Uh, we moved to, we were Cloverdale. We had a, um, a uh, cul-de-sac lot. It was a pie-shaped lot. And I had a nice gentleman that moved next door to me. And he wanted to put up a hedge. And um, I was studying. So I, you know, I don't, I hate landscaping. I hate dirt. I, I don't, that's the I dislike. I don't cut lawns. I am not that type of guy. So I come outside and Rick's got the line and he's, he's doing a plumb line to put the um, hedge down the ed- edge of the property. He says, well, we can't find the, the far pin, so we, we'll just say it's about here. And I said, oh, yeah, about there doesn't mind. I mean, when he, what's, you know, five inches or six inches, you know, but take 300 feet or something. That's, you know, a fair bit. And I'm Scottish, you know. So I, I, uh, I go back to my room, I start studying, and I, you know, and as I'm studying, I'm stewing. I'm saying, how dare him assume my land? <laughs> hey, this is serious, I paid for it, and we'll pay for it for a long time through a mortgage. So I, I says to myself, self, get up from your studies and go outside and go find that pin because every plot has a pin where you can measure where your property is there's a legal legal um, description so we go out and sure enough he's six inches over on my land and I felt so proud of myself that I actually got back my own land which mine already and you know, sometimes we get so proud of ourselves of taking something back, but it was yours already. You didn't even have to fight for it. It's already given yours. It's given to you. And so now, saints of God, we've been given the word of God, and we need to use it for the benefit of the gospel. It's our property. This is our land. That is why we started last week with Jonathan and his armor bearer. Jonathan realized 
that those rotten Philistines were on their God-given land. Everybody understand that? You know, there's different types of wars. War for economy, war for um, just, you know, to plunder. There's different wars. Wars for principle, Brother Bram talks about. But now what was happening, the Philistines were on the land that God had given Israel. And Jonathan just happened to be that type of person that says, You know what, devil? I'm tired of you on my property. And so then he doesn't tell. He doesn't make a big hooray of it. He doesn't tell his father, King Saul, of it. He just tells his armor bearer. And he says to his armor bearer, he says to the young man that bears his armor, come, let's see. Let's go see this garrison of uncircumcised. He knew what he was going to face, Wes. He knew exactly what he was going to face. A garrison by himself. His armor bearer wasn't his second man. His armor bearer was only bearing his armor needed for him to fight the fight. So I give credit to the armor bearer. Because he had to have confidence in whom he's carrying armor for. But I love his attitude as we read. He said to the armor bearer, come and see. Let's go see this garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And the armor bearer said unto him, Do all that's in thine heart. Turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. And I, I so we preached on it, and we made that little subsection one of them. I'm one of those type of armor bearer. Whatever was in Jonathan's heart, whatever's in Christ's heart, I'm with Christ. I'm with the Word. I don't care what anybody else says, we're going to state what the Word says. And that to me is very important. And I, and I loved how you have to, when you take a position, you take a position on the Word. Jesus took his position that he is going to raise on the third day because he was going back to what the psalmist had written, that God would not leave his soul in hell. Brother Bram said it was one scripture that raised him from the grave. One scripture. And Jesus knew he was not going to stay in that tomb. So now... What was, what was in Jonathan's mind when he was thinking that the Lord can deliver? Well, could he go back to Deuteronomy? Could he go back to scripture? And the scripture reads in Deuteronomy 32 and 30, how shall one chase a thousand and two ten thousand? Well, I got a big amen on that, I know. Of course, that's Old Testament, right? That's Old Testament. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand aflight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? Then if the Lord's able to deliver one to a thousand, two to ten thousand, couldn't he deliver a garrison into Jonathan's hands? So then I could say he's trained and he's battle ready. Trained 
and battle ready. We ourselves find ourselves continually, Brother Brown said, in a battle. Continually. That doesn't mean we're just in a battle on this Sunday. Continually in a battle. But we've now been given scripture. Come on. Stay with me. Cause I, I, you make a foundation and then you build on the foundation. I want to, I want to take you along with me. So if Jonathan could take one scripture, Terry, and go after a garrison, climb a mountain, a thorny mountain. And, and you know, I had to climb a thorny mountain to this week. You know, you gotta climb some thorny mountains. But you know what? We're not gonna give in. We can't give in. We're battle trained. Trained and ready. The Bible says to us, are you ready? Are you ready now? So Jonathan takes a scripture, let's say out of Deuteronomy. One could send a thousand to ten thousand. So your faith has got to be based on something. And our, our faith is based on truth. You got that. That's why we started the, the whole scriptures reading today. We're born by truth. All right. So now I'm going to give you truth. Are you mature enough class now to take truth? Truth is even the mystery that has been hid from ages and from generations. This is Colossians 1 and 26. But is now made manifest to his saints. Now in the present, Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. So you say, well, Paul wrote it for the Colossians. No, I want you to say, Paul wrote that for me. He wrote it for me. So now even the mystery, which has been hidden from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest or is now unveiled itself or has now become made plain. To the saints. To whom, are you listening? Who's the to whom? Exactly. To, to, to whom? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery amongst the Gentiles. Come on. Battle ready. Battle trained. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's been hid throughout the ages. But we've been going through Christ as the mystery of God revealed. This great God has now come down and unveiled himself or manifested himself to you. To you. You can say it to yourself. This God has come down and made himself real to me. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect or mature in Christ Jesus. Is everybody still with me? 
because I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm going to preach the word of God to you because you need the word. I need the word. You hear too much junk through the week that deadens the voice of the resurrection. Many voices, Brother Brenham said, in this last age. And those voices are to deaden the voice of God. And so on Sunday, why don't you put on good hearing? Just put your, you know, if you even go like this, you get a better hearing. You, you do. I'm hearing even you, myself better now. So if you need to hear it, just go like this. And that will tell me that you really want to hear what I'm saying. All right. Are you ready? Brother George, it's lovely to see you home. Galatians 2. You don't need to turn. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Can you say amen? amen? I died on that rock. I died with him at Calvary. I rose with him. I am crucified with him. Are you listening, saints? Paul is writing, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Yet not I. Here's the mystery now being revealed. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the what? Flesh. I live by the faith. Of the son of God. <laughs> Who? What? What did he do? Loved me. We could, we could just preach on this one scripture and stay here all morning. This is lovely scripture. Now I live, uh, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God. Who what? Loved me. And gave himself for me. Amen. Bam says this, but the Christ that made you stop your drinking, your smoking, your lying, stealing, that saved you from a life of drunkenness, from riling, from sin and a devil's grave. If God can do that for you, he can save you from your TB, your cancer. Amen. If God could turn a mess like me around. And don't, you don't have to look too far because you only have to look about two inches down your nose and look at yourself and say, if God could save me and God could deliver me, then he can deliver me from anything. Why? Because it's God in you. The hope of glory. I, I, I know you're looking for the preacher to do it for you. Or the, maybe the elders to lay their hands on you. But now this is a personal revelation of Christ in you. The hope of glory. I'm not saying any of that is wrong. But don't lean on that. When you've got enough power in you, the prophet said, to create worlds and dwell on them. And if he wouldn't have made the end of the sentence, 
and said, but he's bound by a law. Because I'll tell you one thing right now, I'd be out of here. And so would you. So then the God that was able to turn you around from stealing and drunkenness and riotous living and sin and a devil's grave. A God that can do that can deliver you from your TB, from your cancer. He can deliver you because he boasts like Goliath. He boasts like a Goliath. And here's your counsel. Don't take his boasts. David never. He was battle trained. God had a way of training him already in the desert. He had a lion ready for him, a bear. He said, Brother Tom, I've gone through so many trials. And you came through them. Did you come through them? Well, then if you came through those ones, you're going to come through the one you're in now. Don't listen to the devil's boasts. Don't listen. Stand. All right, now here's your counsel. Brother Hank, God bless you. Nice to see you. Here's your counsel. Stand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you challenge him to a showdown. Come on. We're putting it back onto your life. You do something, Andrew. You're going to have children that are teenagers. You might not want to fall asleep in that service when they're out trying to have a drink with their friends. Say, why didn't I train them when they were so young? And say, don't go that way, boy. Don't go that way. Wake up in that service. You want to train them up? Train them up, come to church. Train them up and tell your children there's something for you this morning that the God wants you to hear. Daddy, how come everybody else is happy but you're never happy? Oh boy, that one really took a real turn, didn't it? Huh? Mom, how come there's other sisters that wave their hand like this but you never do nothing? How come it means something to them and not to you? That's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. Even a good nod once and again helps the preacher. But why don't you stand in the name of the Lord Jesus and challenge him to a showdown? Brother Brown says, hallelujah. I feel real religious. It's the way I feel right about right now. Yes, sir. You must know we're in rapture time. You must know who you are at that season. Positionally in Christ, if the believer just knew his position and brother Brown says, and here's the prophecy, she will one day. Okay, if she only knew her position, that's the question. Here's the prophecy. She will one day. Why don't you say this day? This day. I'm learning my position. This is my position now. She will one day when she knows her position. God's great spirit is here. 
His Holy Spirit is ready to fall on anybody who will believe it. When I read that and I put that down, I said, I want to do a jump and jubilee. I believe it. I want the Holy Spirit to fall on me. Not just on the lower balcony, but up on the upper balcony. I want the Holy Ghost to fall on you. If you can believe it. If you can believe it. Don't allow just coming to church to be church for you. And your children disinterested in coming to church that you make them come to church. Why don't you put an effort in? And start pulling on the word of God so that the preacher could preach so your children could get saved so they could get the Holy Ghost. No, but we're just so staid when we used to come so energetic, so ready for anything. Ah, but we get to be teachers now of the message. And Brother Bram said, he says in, in one place, he says, teachers will lean back to teaching and, and on their own ability rather than on the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter whether you're a teacher, preacher, pastor. Brother Bram said, away with ability. Away with ability, human ability. We don't want human ability. We want the Holy Spirit to start speaking to us. So now listen, if a believer really knew his position and the great spirit is here, the Holy Ghost is here, ready to fall on any who believe, then he asks the question, do you believe? He said, God promised it, then God will do it. You're in Christ. Come on, I'm showing your position. You're in Christ. Do you want the Holy Ghost to fall? Do you believe? Then it will happen. Because you're in Christ. If you want the Holy Ghost to fall, you believe it. Believe it. Lord Jesus, baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Baptize us. Listen, saints, if you knew what was going on in teenagers' bedrooms, you wouldn't be sitting there so smug. You'd be probably up at the altar crying out for God for their salvation. We're living in a wicked, wicked time. But we have got a message that will defeat the devil anytime. Any place, anywhere. For the end time message meets the end time condition. So now we are believers and we're believing God's word. God's promised it. You've got it. God will do it because you're in Christ. And you wonder why somebody sitting in the pew will have a Holy Ghost rejoicing time because they're locked in with God. Amen. Jesus Christ robs Satan of everything. So now we're coming to our position and we're going after the devil. 
We're not going to believe Goliath's boasts. Dr. Oh, Goliath tried to tell me, you're not strong enough to preach this morning. I said, devil, you're a liar. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth me. It's easy to put it off on somebody else, but they've got their own load. People have their own burdens. We gotta fight for our position in our own backyard. That's my six inches. Amen. He bought that six inches for me, brother Ray, and no devil gonna take my six inches. Not gonna take my wife, not gonna take my children, not gonna take my family. Can I hear an amen? We just settle down and do our, no, it's time to charge. He's the captain of the Lord of hosts. We're ready to take our land. We've had squatters on it. It's time to drive the squatter off. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ robbed you, Satan, of everything. He spoiled your principalities, your powers, and your dominions. His domain reigns over heaven and earth. Your king, your king Jesus, reigns over heaven and earth. And we're subjects of that domain. Amen. Hallelujah. That puts him where he belongs. The devil down there. Christ is the victor. You're the elected. Come on. You're the anointed. You've been positionally placed in the body of Jesus Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then why don't you tell the devil this morning, devil, you are defeated. Come on. Come on, Brother Gary. You can say, the devil, you're defeated. Get off my land. I know who reigns over this dominion. I know whom I have believed. And I know the king and priest of this dominion. This great Melchizedek who met Abraham after the battle is the same one that is amongst us this morning. Who is this Melchizedek? He's the great king of glory, king, priest, king Jesus. Oh my God. Don't live under our God-given privileges. What Adam lost in the fall. Are you ready? How many know this quote? What Adam lost in the fall. What? What Adam lost in the fall. Christ has redeemed back for us. Come on. Come on, just say amen. What Adam lost in the fall. Christ redeemed it back for us. We've had it through a book of symbols for ages and for thousands of years. But in this day, this day, a mighty angel came down to let you know your position in this land. Hallelujah. 
You think coming to Cloverdale Bible Way is coming to church? No, sir. Coming to Cloverdale Bible Way is coming to a building. You're the church. And let's have church. Let's have church. Let's have church, Ruth. We lift up hands and say, my Boaz has come. My Redeemer is amongst us. Let's have church. Hallelujah. All Adam lost in the fall. What Brother Bram said, did he lose? Brother Bram said, Adam lost fellowship. Oh, I love this. Adam lost what? Fellowship. But at the cross, Brother Bram said, in God revealed in simplicity, he said, at the cross, the blood was shed, which was the bleach. And that bleach that was falling was to wash away all sin. And that sin closed the gulf for man and God so they could have what? Fellowship. Jesus wants fellowship. What Adam lost in the fall was fellowship. What Adam lost in the fall was the eternal life. What Adam lost in the fall was health and strength. But this message has come back to give you what Adam lost. Come on. Oh, I wish we could have church this morning. I wish we'd just glorify God and lift up His holy name and give Him thanks for this great message that He's given us in this hour. We would not know a thing I said right now unless a messenger came. You wouldn't be sitting here. You wouldn't be understanding. The book came down. The mighty angel came down. The book was open. To bring you back to what Adam lost. So that you could know your position in Jesus Christ. So when Satan comes on your territory, you push back. Amen. Push back. You know, I had to, I had to get the legal description. To show where the pin was and do the pacing and figure out the yardage and the diameter of my lot to find the pin so I could find my land. But we had to go and get a legal description. God has given us a legal description called his word. Give me back my six inches. I don't care if he's taking one inch, a quarter inch. Give me my land. Give me my home. Come on, mothers. This is Mother's Day. Give me my children. You can cup your ears if you want. Hallelujah. We're just about ready to go. In an hour, you think not. You mean it could happen just right now? You say, but my son's not here. But he could be at his bedside. He could be driving right now with tears down his cheeks. He could be saying, oh, Jesus, why am I like this? Save me. He can do it anywhere at any time. It's not on your time or where you want it. It's where God wants to do it. Isn't that right, Victor? It's where God wants to do it. Isn't that right, Brother John? 
You've been given examples. Did you ever stop to think what Christ redeemed us for? Did you ever stop to think what he redeemed us for? How he gave us eternal life and brought us back to eternal fellowship. He brought us back, Michael, to eternal fellowship. And relationship to God to be his sons and daughters again. To restore all that Adam lost in the fall. Fellowship. Fellowship. Fellowship divine. Hallelujah. Adam lost his inheritance in the earth. Now it's passed from his hand to the one he sold it out to. And that was Satan. He sold it out to Satan. He sold his faith in God to Satan's reasoning. See how hostile reasoning is to faith? Logimos? It's not logical. The gospel is not logical. Don't ever get it down to being logical. By faith, Moses. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Tom. By faith, Tim. By faith, John. It's not by reason. It's by faith. Hallelujah. Casting down all imagination. So anything that tells you you can't have it, you cast it down. Right now, at this place, at this junction, in this service, throw it down. Cast down all, not some, all imagination. Cast all imagination and every high thing that exalts itself. Why would it exalt himself above? Against the knowledge of God. Well, you got this condition. Who says so? Who says so? Doctor says you got this. Who says so? Who says so? It's whether you want to receive the box of snakes. Who says so? It's your position. So the weapons of our warfare... Are not carnal. They're not physical. They're not weapons of flesh. And they're not weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons. As we said last week are what? Divinely powerful. The word is nigh Even in thy what? Whose mouth? What? Whose mouth? Then it's divine powerful. Divinely powerful. For the destruction of Satan's fortresses. Amen. Amen. We cast down carnal reasoning. I don't care what doctor says you can't have children. I'm telling you, according to the word of God, you can have children. I don't care what the doctors tell you. It's time to push back. Push back. Is there anything wrong with the medical system? No. They can assist you. 
They can help you. But don't deny what God promised you. They might say, oh, this is this and this is this and this is that. So this is that. No, you can come to this and this, but not that. Because their that might be different than your that. I don't know if you followed that, but that's that. (laughs) Brother Bram says this, and we've been taking it now for five weeks. All we are today is a display of his attributes. Are you getting that, saints? That's all we are today. So an attribute is now in the thought of God. So now all we are is the display of his attributes. First, he was not even God. We would just call him the eternal one. He wasn't God because the word English word, God means object. Object of what? Object of worship. And there was nothing to worship. So then he's the eternal one. But, as Brother Biscoe started this off long time ago, maybe six weeks ago, the main fountain, he's the main fountain of all intelligence. So there's the eternal one, the main fountain of all intelligence. Fountain of all intelligence. When there was not an atom, a molecule, or nothing. Light, no star, no moon, no nothing. God, what we know as God, the great spirit, that was eternal, never did begin, never did end. He was there. And in him was attributes. So in God were attributes. So you're getting that. It was attributes to be God. Then his attributes to be father. Then there was an attribute. To be a son. There was an attribute to be a savior. Attribute to be a healer. So in that fountain were all those attributes. So guess where you came from? That same fountain. (laughs) Where you can say, yes, I come from God. I go back to God. We came from that same fountain. It was attributes. You see, being manifested. So we took a manifested attribute are those that are to become visible. A manifested attribute of God is an attribute that gets manifested. So if in that fountain is healing, where's healing in your attribute? It's in you. All the chemicals as we poured that glass and I put it in that little cup. It doesn't have the same volume, but it's got got all the same elements. That's in you. Your position. Now listen. He says now you're manifested. You have become visible. Are you ready for this? Ready? Really ready? I'm watching you in the back now. You ready for this? You've come from the unseen to the seen. 
You have come from the unseen to the seen, from the hidden to the known. You've come from the hidden to the known. Through what? Through the sacrificial death at Calvary, his resurrection, it positionally placed then his church in this realm. <laughs> it gets deep, doesn't it? It gets deep. It gets deeper than just reading the title. You better read what's inside the book. That same invisible God could come into the individual and make the word of God visible. <laughs> what is he doing? He's trying to tell you you're the word manifested. Oh my, oh my. My, oh my, oh my. Can, can you, can you take this then? Christ the mystery of God revealed? His church is himself revealed. Oh. I'll let you chew on that one. That was a good one to chew on, Brother Frank. Not just a line, not just a quote, but something that's real, David. Something that's very real. Or he wouldn't say it. His church is himself, what? Revealed. His church is himself revealed. Amen? Do you see it? And express by the word itself that he is God. What is he training you for? God is training you for the final showdown. To prove to Satan. You got Eve in the garden. But you will not get this Eve. In Satan's Eden. And she is not going to fall. Amen. Why? Because now we know our position. Where we came from. Predestinated by truth. Chosen of God. God is training you. For the last showdown. He's training you. For the great battle, if the elect could be deceived, but she cannot. Matthew 24, he says right here. In a time of trouble, Daniel 12. More trouble than ever was on the face of the earth. He's training you to stand on the word of God and deny Satan at every turn. And not just in church, but when you go out these doors and you go to your home and the devil gets on your case, you take this word and you conquer him. Because if you want to write down that scripture, to me, that scripture is so tremendous where the Bible talks about that this glorious mystery was hid throughout the ages is now being revealed to you. 
What's he revealing himself for? For you to stand in this great battle. For you to say, I will go and fight, not I will go and run. Lisa, the whole message is for you. I'm not running no more. No, sir, no more. I know my position in Christ. He called me by truth. I have been birthed by truth. I'm an attribute from God's mind. I'm to manifest his thought. And his thought am I am his victory. Those are manifested thoughts. Now you're to manifest them. Amen. He wants men and women. I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad he put you sisters there. He, to rise up this morning. To rise up this morning. And say, I'll take God at his word. Come on, Mother Day, Mother's Day. I'll take God at his word. Stand up. And say, I take God at his word. I will not be denied. I'll be like Jacob did of old. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not leave this service until you bless me. Hallelujah. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I'm a whole. Hallelujah, Brother Michael. I don't care chick army. I don't care false ankles. I don't care nothing. My God is going to change these bodies. Hallelujah. I've been trained to put on the change. Hallelujah. Who else has been trained? Nobody out there. I've been trained to change. God wants men and women who will go fight for him. I'm not saying that. He's saying that. Brother Andy, I'm sure you read that. You wrote it. He wants men and women who will say, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go fight. Amen. I'll fight for Bruce. I'll fight for him. We'll fight, won't we, Shirley? Uh, we'll fight. We'll fight for you, Crystal. We'll fight. We'll fight. We've been trained to fight. Not just trained to hear some word and go to church and clap our hands and boy, it wasn't that a nice service. There's thousands in this message that are going that way. But not me and not my house. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be a lukewarm believer. I deny that thing. I deny it. That's what Satan would love to get this church. 
bunch of lukewarm believers nod your head right come to church spend an hour and 15 minutes more Tim more than 45 okay that's that's between him and me he'll tell you tonight I'm sure come on people I don't care what your problem is I want you to tell the devil this morning on Mother's Day I'm claiming my land I'm I'm getting my six inches if you want to stand to your feet and you claim it you stand to your feet and claim it I claim it in the name of Jesus. I've got the legal plot. I've got the right dimensions. I got Genesis to Revelation. I got Malachi 4. I got Revelation 10.1. The greatest surveyor on this earth. Survey your inheritance. Hallelujah. You tell Brother Luis Diaz, Sister Elizabeth, we are praying for him, we're believing for him, we're standing with him. Hallelujah! Praise our Lord. Glory to God. We can worship him this morning. We can praise him this morning. Say, Lord, I'm a believer. I'll fight for my land. We could take David as an example. We could take Joshua as an example. We could take Caleb as examples. We could take who and how many more throughout the scripture that stood for their land. Abraham. Come on, Abrahamites. Come on, Abrahamites. Lot's been captured. Lot's been captured. You know what he did? He took 318 men trained for battle in his own house. Brother Bram said those 318 had the same benefits as Abraham. Come on, children. You've been raised up in the same house of Malachi 4. Come on, of our Joseph with the seven colored coats. Hallelujah. Musicians, why don't you come? I know it's Mother's Day, so I won't hold you. I could hold you for a lot longer. But we know our place. We know in what we have and whom we have believed. Do we not? Then it's time then, Dan, to get out the surveyor's map. To get it out. And check it out. Say, what does the Bible say about this? Okay, devil, this is what my Bible says. So guess what? You're on my land. Get out of here. Brother Branham said every judge in the land will back you up. Because you've got a legal description. God gave us an open book. And gave you a legal description. All that Adam lost is now restored back to you. Hallelujah. If you want it, I'll give it to you. Deity is in your human flesh. Hallelujah. That's quite the land. That's quite the territory. Nothing could withstand our captain. And nothing will withstand our captain. 
Hallelujah. Can you imagine Joshua with the audacity turning to the captain of the Lord of hosts? Are you for us or against us? Now, to me, that's an amazing thing. Because that was the captain of the Lord of hosts. But he wanted to make sure he was with him. And the Lord is with us this morning. Hallelujah, Brother Terry. You claim jobs. I don't care what you want to claim this morning. You claim jobs. Whatever your scope is. My son needs deliverance. My wife needs to get saved. I don't care what it is. You speak it out. And you take it back to the survey. And if the survey says it, God stands behind it. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Let me ring his, his praises far and wide. Hallelujah. He's a great God, brother Peter. Tremendous testimony last week and God bless you for it. It's a tremendous message we believe. A tremendous word that has been opened. Hallelujah. Yeah, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. Don't we? Do we have it? In the name of Jesus. Demons have to flee. It's more than just pumping you up. It's letting you know who you are in your position. Do you get it? Just give me your hand. Let's agree together.
won't, the rocks will cry out. But I won't let no rock cry out for me. I want to give him all the praise and glory and honor. Glory to the Lamb. There was no one worthy to even look on the book. But weep not, Tom. There's one that's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the time to praise him. This is the time to lift up his name. This is the time to thank him for your deliverance. This is the time to thank him for what you've asked him. Within a few short moments, we'll be out the door. But let's just wave our hands to him. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for making my position more real to me. Hallelujah. I'm just not some message believer. I am the elected lady born of the truth of your word by the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm really to put the devil on the run this morning. I really want to put the devil on the run. If you've got something specific that Satan has been tearing you up and you want to tear him up this morning, you lift your hand way up as we agree together. Lift it way up high. Not to me. But the Bram said it's God that sees that uplifted hand. You lift it way up high. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I lifted my hand for this purpose and this purpose alone. Heavenly Father, with our hands lifted up and our mouth filled with praise. We bless you, O oh Lord. We bless your holy name. Lord, we want to put the devil on the run. We take you at your word and your promise and the surveyor's map. And that which has been surveyed from Genesis to Revelation, Lord. We stand in that that you've given us. Cover to cover. And Lord, specific needs have been raised throughout the whole building. I'm expecting, Lord, for a church to do a great victory march. It might not be a march around the building, but it'll be a march around the throne of God. For Satan's kingdom has suffered a great defeat this morning. Because there's a group of people that have taken you at your word. We thank you for the promises of God. We thank you for a messenger that was true. We thank you for a vindicated word that we can stand on this morning. And we bless your holy name. We glorify you this morning with uplifted hands and uplifted hearts. We thank you that you will meet every need according to your divine promise. We cast down all imaginations. And we bless and glorify the promise that you have given us. For it's yea and it's amen to them that believe. In Jesus' name. Can you say in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. I accept what I petition God. I accept it in the name of Jesus Christ. For your glory and for your honor and for your praise. 
We bless his holy, holy name. Hallelujah. Can we sing another song? I'm going to just lift up on the wings of faith right now. I'm just going to lift up on those winds that's breathing in this building right now. If you want to soar in that vortex, saints, I say, come and soar with me. There are two We destroyed sight. Let's take the one now by faith. Mother's Day, 
Have a wonderful afternoon. But if you've been a mother this morning, mother of the gospel, a saint, a sister in Christ, may this be a blessed day for you. That God grant to you all that your heart's crying for. Father, one more time we are approaching the throne of grace. In the sweetness of this August presence that is here this morning. Pray that every believer now has tucked that promise deep within their heart and cry out, I will not be denied. I will not be denied. Whatever that blessed prayer was that ascended before the throne of grace this morning, Lord. And every daddy's heart, every brother's heart, as they've tucked it in, Lord, may they also cry out, I'll not be denied. I won't be denied, Lord. This is my land. I've fought too long. Fought too hard. You've stood behind us under every battle cry. So we just say one more time, Lord. Give us a great victory in the promises of your divine word. Go with your people. We love them dearly, Lord. Love them dearly. In the word be their strength and comfort, Lord. As they ponder these things, may you go with them, Lord. Brother Timothy will prepare. And has prepared for the evening. Speak to us, Lord, again deeply, we pray. Go with us now. Let the presence of God saturate me. Saturate us, Lord. Fill us, Lord, with more of your love. More of your life. More of your word, Lord. Go with your people now and give them a blessed afternoon with their loved ones, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. God bless you all. Services at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then, Lord willing. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake one another's hand.